Welcome to Moonlight Musings, your online podcast for book reviews and so many other things like thoughts, feelings. Well, anyway, today I'm your host, Marian Marchetto, and I have for you a book review. Um, It is the fourth and final book of the Plantation series by Gretchen Craig, and it is entitled Elysium, E-L-Y-S-I-U-M, Elysium. The synopsis is as follows. A woman with a secret, Lily Palmer flees with her six-year-old daughter to take refuge on her uncle's farm in Louisiana. Here she finds herself in a world struggling with the after effects of the Civil War. For the first time, Lily is confronted with her own careless assumptions about race as she learns to appreciate the humanity of everyone around her, white and black. Threatening the fragile peace she achieves, her futile love for Alastair Whiteacre collides with her own dark past, shattering all hope for a new life. Alastair Whiteacre returns from the war, determined to make amends for having owned the men and women who toiled on his plantation. Sickened by his part in perpetuating slavery, he works to thwart the aims of white supremacists and violent racists. At the same time, he longs to make a family with Lily Palmer and her daughter. To do that, he must first eliminate the man who inflicts another kind of injustice on the woman he loves. Besieged by assaults from the Knights of the White Camellia, Thomas Bickle uses every ounce of his talent and courage to win suffrage for black men. Himself an ex-slave, he knows emancipation is not enough. To attain true and full citizenship, his people must have the vote. When Fanny Brown is assaulted by white supremacists, whose true target is Thomas himself, he realizes his greatest challenge may be to reclaim the heart of his beloved. And now a bit about Gretchen Craig, the author. (coughs) Gretchen Craig's lush, sweeping tales deliver edgy, compelling characters who test the boundaries of integrity, love, and strength. Told with sensitivity, the novels realistically portray the raw suffering of people in times of great upheaval. Readers of romance and readers of historicals find that Gretchen's novels straddle the fence. Fortunately, there's a category that fits her novels very well. Gretchen writes historical novels with romance elements, and her novels therefore deliver the sweetness and emotional depth of romance combined with thorough research and historical interest. You can visit her at her website, which is GretchenCraig.com. And now for my review. With the war between the states finally at an end, the Yankees now occupy New Orleans and former slaves are learning to adjust to their newly granted freedom. White planters must also learn to cope. Their biggest adjustment is having to pay wages to their former slaves. This additional expense is too much for many of the smaller planters and they find their lifestyle seriously deteriorated along with their bank accounts. Tensions grow as white planters find themselves in an uncomfortable situation. 
Freed blacks are learning that freedom isn't free. Yet there are those, both black as well as white men, who seek a better life for both sides. Garvey Bickle's small farm borders the acreage of Toulouse Plantation. It is here that his niece Lily Palmer arrives with her six-year-old daughter. They are seeking refuge from their past in the north, and Garvey wants to go to California to be with his son. It is his intention to leave the place to Lily. But Lily harbors a secret so dark that if anyone knew, they would shun her. Maddie, her daughter, likes their new home called Elysium. She likes her new friend Dawn, daughter of freed slaves. And Maddie likes going to the new schoolhouse meant for blacks and whites alike. Neither Lily nor Maddie is prepared for the residual ill feelings still simmering beneath the tentative peace. Alastair Whitaker has returned from the war to take the helm of his plantation in hand. He never much cared for enslavement even before the war, but he went along with it because it was the done thing. Now he feels obligated to make amends. He works alongside other like-minded men, both black and white, the under, to undercut the violent racist attacks by a group known as the Knights of the White Camellia, which is a rather thinly veiled nod to the KKK. Alastair is smitten with the newly arrived Lily Palmer and loses his heart completely to her daughter, Maddie. But Lily keeps him at arm's length. Although her heart yearns to acknowledge her growing desire for Alastair, her darkest secret demands she spurn his advances. Thomas Bickle, a free black young man who is intelligent and literate, is standing for election to the state's constitution convention. If he can defeat his opponent, a well-respected white planter, then the blacks in two parishes will have a chance at earning and keeping the right to vote. He is besieged by violent attacks and beatings, but when the woman he loves, Fanny Brown herself, a free black woman and teacher, is beaten and raped, it is almost more than he can stand. The interweaving of the stories of these main characters <clears throat> is peppered with appearances by other characters from books one, two, and three. This is a fitting conclusion to the series. There are a few negatives to this book, none of which reflect on the story itself. It seemed to me that the author was in a bit of a hurry to finish this book, as there are several instances of typos and easily caught errors. These should have been caught by the editor. Not enough, make, not enough to make one stop reading, but enough to make one pause momentarily. And for that reason, I'm giving it four stars instead of five. And there you have it, my friends. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Moonlight Musings. I urge you to keep reading and share your thoughts via reviews as often as you can. And I also ask you to continue to have a sparkling day. Thank you so much.